It's Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Hey, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women could be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. This is a place where we inform you, inspire you, hopefully empower you and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys and stories and insights of the guests I bring on Guys Guys Radio, all in an effort to help you glean some information, get some added value, and live your best life. That's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. You're feeling a lot of stress lately? You've got the election, you've got COVID, you've got the financial pressures, no second stimulus check yet. It's been tough, and now we've got the holidays and another set of holidays. We had the COVID Thanksgiving, now we've got the COVID Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and everything else, and it's just been very tough and stress is everywhere. So we've got a special guest on Guys Guys Radio who is all about how to deal with stress. And his name is Grandmaster Adrian Simon Lowe, and he's written a book called Stress Elimination Handbook, a holistic self-help program to restore health, achieve balance, and promote well-being. And it's all about the ancient Chinese healing art of Lamas Qigong. And if you're not familiar with Qigong, it's a little bit different than Tai Chi, Tai Chi, you might have seen people, groups of people in a park, older people, a lot of times seniors doing very slow movements out there and very healthy. But uh, Qigong is more about breathing. It's more breath focused and it's about moving the Qi or the energy through the various energy meridians throughout the body. And it's very helpful. In times of stress and anxiety, a lot of us shorten our breaths I know for myself, I went through uh, this emergency appendectomy I had two months ago, and afterwards I found myself, every once in a while I'd be breathing very shallow breaths, and I don't know if that was anxiety or just an after effect of the surgery or whatever, but I'm like, this is not right. I don't think it's like you know breathing so quickly is a good thing. So as they say, the teacher shows up when the student is ready, so uh, Adrian Lowe came on the show to talk about Qigong and his version of Qigong, which is called Lamas Qigong, and it's about breathing and breath work. I've been practicing since I interviewed him for this show a couple of weeks ago, and it's really helped me because my lung capacity is much better. And I'm a runner. I haven't run since my uh, since my surgery, but I usually have my lungs opened up pretty well. So as I've been practicing, I'm finding things are getting back to normal, and it's really helped me. Uh, I think, move the energy around in my body and grounding myself and also getting those breaths all the way up through my body, above my crown, and all the way back down. And it's a very great way to start the day. And I think, you know, when we're all about longevity these these days, particularly for the boomers out there and the GXers, you got to start thinking about longevity. And it's about not the number of years, as I say, but the quality of years. You want to add some practices that fit with who you are and what you are and how you do your thing. Uh, but you've got to adapt at a certain point to, uh, to keep on keeping on. And some of the best ways of doing that are adding a holistic practice or two to your day-to-day regime. You know, it's easy to get up and grab coffee and stare at the phone and eat bacon, eggs, and go to work and be kind of all revved up. And that goes for a while. But after a while... You know, it becomes, uh, it gets to be a tough routine where it's just like running in place. And I think 
if you start to consider adding some type of holistic practices, it'll open up a lot more possibilities for you. It can relax you, kind of settle you down. And I know for myself and for other guys, and I think for men, we tend to get stuck sometimes. It's hard to, it's hard to do new things because we find stuff we like to do and that's it. But I have found that by, I wake up in the morning and I, I don't look at my phone and I begin with uh, some gratitude and then some meditation. And then I, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Raymond Grace, and he taught me using a pendulum and dowsing. So I do that with some intention for a couple of minutes and then get into a short meditation and also some deep breathing Qigong practices now. Yeah, so the whole thing, and I do some exercises also. So the whole thing, it takes me about 45 minutes to run through all of this. So I have to get up a little bit earlier to be able to get my day running the way I want it to run at the appropriate uh, and anointed time. So if you want to do this stuff and you say, hey, I don't have time, well, there is a way to make time. You either do it at the end of the day where you probably won't be as motivated to do it to do it, or at the beginning of the day. And how do you do it at the beginning of the day by adding 45 minutes to what's already, you know, busy time and you got to wake up earlier. And if you can't do that or you don't want to do that, then then don't do it. But I would suggest uh, that you consider it because it's a good, good way to start the day nice and calm and relaxed and then it keeps you an open mind and then you get into th things instead of opening up Facebook and seeing people argue about the, the election or whatever and it's just stress right out of the gate. So we've got a special show with Adrian Simon Lowe, and we're going to talk about Qigong and breathing and the meridians. I think you're going to enjoy it, and I think we're all going to get something out of it. So let's get started right away. Guys Guys Radio, thanks for being here. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, I have a very special guest. His name is Grandmaster Adrian Lowe, lineage uh, holder of the Lamas Qigong, is leading authority in the field. He's a medical intuitive, spiritual qi healer. He has lectured and taught extensively throughout the world and has authored The Art of Dayin, produced 10 instructional Qigong DVDs and has appeared on TV and radio programs. He's published numerous articles in magazines, newspapers, periodicals, and journals, and he's a grand master and one of the most important voices in Qigong around the world. He's got a book. It's called Stress Elimination Handbook, a holistic self-help program to restore health, achieve balance, and promote well-being, the ancient Chinese healing art of Lamas Qigong. Grandmaster Adrian Simon Lowe, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Thank you ever so much, um... Mr. Mani, to give me the opportunity to air my prejudice views. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking to us. You're out over in uh, England, and I'm in California, so it's a it's a global event here. So, welcome to the show. Let's get right at it at the beginning. Um, a lot of people kind of get you know have pr practiced different holistic arts. Myself, I'm a Reiki master teacher. I also am advanced clinical master hypnotist. I do dowsing every morning. I do meditation every morning, but I have not taken that next step, which is to get involved with Qigong or Tai Chi. And a lot of people, I think, have heard the terms but don't know the difference, and they are very different. So maybe we start out with what exactly is Qigong? 
Qigong really and simplistically is breathing uh, via your nostrils into your lungs, into the lower abdomen. And don't laugh at this, but this is what happens. When a person becomes or reaches a certain stage of development, you can breathe the aperture between your rectum, mm -hmm. the space there, it's called a perineum. You can actually breathe downwards out of there. You'll never breathe upward because this thing we call, like in the old days when you had uh, forts, you have a chlorobridge door to isolate you with a moat from invasion. The body does the same. It has like a trap door. Uh, that's the best that 99.9% .9 of all humans can achieve. There's a later, later stage of that, very, very difficult, almost impossible. That first stage is called microcosmic breathing. Um, there, there are many people who profess and say they can, but all they do is abdominal breathing. To breathe via that particular part of the perineum is very, very difficult. But if you can do it for some unknown reason, which I can't put my finger on. I first started Qigong when I was six, that was 71 years ago. And I find that as you get older, you should become weaker. This is the norm. I've become physically stronger. I can't understand how, why I eat properly. I must admit that's one of the things I exercise very, very infrequently. Oh, the reason was because as an ex-martial artist, I realized that exercise can be helpful but also injurious. In other words, it can cause injury. And as you get older, you don't want to be injured because every injury that you have makes the body as a holistic system, if you want for a better word, become vulnerable to all kinds of diseases. What Qigong does for the person, it gives them the ability without a teacher or an instructor. Once you learn, you don't need anyone. Everyone can breathe through their nostrils. Some people can concentrate breathing into the lung. Others can breathe into the abdomen. But to move the breath further down, it's not easy. However, there is an easy path if the person's prepared to want to really improve their health. You cannot do Qigong for another person. You can only do it for yourself. In other words, the benefits are only enamored, induced, or presented to the person who's practicing. A person can practice and then forget, never do it again ever. Or they can practice and do it once a month, once a week. I practice it every single night. There's a, every, every human being has a 12 o'clock in the body. You know, like one to three, three to five, five to seven. My 12 period, if you want, is between the hours of two and four and four. It's a funny time. So I can go two thirds up to four thirds and stop any way I want. So that's a nocturnal. So which means I got to make myself awake to perform or to try to my best to protect my health. So Qigong basically is breathing. Basically, okay. the movement that you do, that is Taoyin. Taoyin okay. means to lead and guide the Qi. Qi is the, the life force, if you want for a better word. Qi is an essence if you could see it, which is almost impossible. It leads and guides the blood, but follows the blood at the same time. In other words, it's a contradiction in terms. 
if your breath is stopped, if your blood flow stopped, if your heart stopped beating, you can still be resuscitated. You can. Sometimes when a person is under doctor's orders, they stop the heart and then rebeat it again, fibrillate it again, restart it again. But if Chi has left the body, you'll never come back. You're dead. Finish. So okay. Chi is your life force. All right. The name of the book, it's a stress elimination handbook. And a, a grandmaster, Adrian Simon Lowe, is my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Uh, speaking of stress... Um, and breathing. There's so many people, particularly in Western cultures, uh, I think you'd agree, that do a lot of mouth breathing, a lot of short breathing. And I'll tell you just a, a quick story. I recently had uh, an emergency appendectomy about a month or so ago, and it really threw me for a loop. And I'm b b slowly but surely um, getting better. Uh, I had to take very powerful antibiotics that killed everything. So I've been doing a lot of probiotics and things like that. And slowly but surely, every day, I've been getting better. I'm still sweating a little bit at night, getting things out and all. But one of the things I noticed is my breathing has become shorter. I did a self-Reiki session on myself, and it, it broke everything up, and it allowed me to breathe better. I'm going to have to do it again and again. I'm going to start to practice Qigong. But I noticed that from the trauma and the stress on my body, it seemed like my breathing now has become shorter. My wife even mentioned that to me. Could you tie all this together, the, the implications of stress and breathing and Western culture and trauma to the body and why we have so much um, things that get in the way of our breathing properly, Grandmaster? First, one has to understand what stress is. Stress is physical, religious, political, financial, environmental, domestic, whatever word you want. Everything in the body, every single molecule, every atom, every neuron, every electron, every positron in the body is under constant daily stress. The moment we come into the world, when we're born, we're born with stress, we cry out. If we don't cry, we encourage to cry by pain. Those in the hospital give you a slap or a bang or a shake. The light, the change of environment cause stress. As we grow up, we, we are subjected to stress at school or compatriots. We get yeah, a young adult, all stress of maturity and adolescence. We get to middle age, stress of knowing that the only thing left further on in life is a suggestion, is death. So from the moment you're born, you're under stress. But the moment you're conceived, you're under stress. That is why when the gene fertilizes the egg, it creates an immediate barrier to prevent other gene produce entering to make twins, etc. It tries to isolate. So humans, we are in the shell. This is our exterior. It's really our interior as well, because we feel and we sense. So stress is around you wherever you turn. Now, when you have whether it's med medical from a Western viewpoint, an Eastern viewpoint, whatever the viewpoint, once you have any surgery whatsoever, the body not only takes time to heal, it remembers. It remembers the pain. Apart from the, the reason for needing the operation or surgery, it really identifies with the additional pain that it can't understand what has happened. 
And then to dull that, we take medication. So now the body is suffused with medication that suppresses the normal biological action of a body wanting to fight against injury. But we have to do that, otherwise the pain will kill us. So there's a balance between. That makes the whole system more stressed. Then we take medication or drugs or tablets, whatever, or pharmaceutical, whatever word you want. It still stresses the system up. The food you eat stresses your body. It does. The people you live or work with stresses you. It won't, a person can pretend that they're not stressed. If you pretend you're not stressed, it shortens your life. Once you understand stress, you take the measures, the path, the methods, whatever the, whatever is presented with that can help you to relieve stress. Stress, as I said, it's hard to define it because it's in every single molecule, everything in the whole system. Your body is an entire system, more complex than the universe, and it's stressed at every level. Apart from the normal stress that others give us, the stress to be alive, to earn money, to pay bills, coronavirus, <laughs> it's all stress. The only way you can not so much as eliminate, but first learn to control, then manage, then reduce, then eliminate. You first have to learn how to breathe properly. You will know when you're breathing properly, when the pains, the ache, the restriction, the bodies, anomalies, when you feel, well, that doesn't hurt anymore. I can breathe freely. And then the minute you stop, those things that cause the problem comes back because it's within your system. The things that cause stress becomes part of the body. Thoughts. How do you release that then? Uh, I'll give you an example. Like we were talking about um, my shortness of breath after surgery and stress creating the quickness, I think, and a lot of mouth breathing of people. Uh, how do we alleviate that? And for myself, I did a self-Reiki session and it really helped. But then the, two days later, I found myself kind of still having shortness of breath. And I'm like, this isn't like how I typically breathe. And I'm thinking this is related to the surgery because of the stress, as you said. Does that make sense? Right. I will tell you how to do it in less than 20 seconds. Okay. Take a breath and fill your chest. Just fill your chest. Hold it there. Hold it. Don't breathe anymore. Just hold it. Push it down into your belly, into your abdomen. Force it down forcibly. Keep your mouth closed. Slowly and gently breathe out of your nostril. Repeat that. Take a deep breath. Fill your chest until it's hurting. Hold the breath. Don't let the mouth open. Push the breath down into your abdomen. Don't breathe out. Just push the breath down. Now very slowly breathe out of your nostril. Gently, soft, and stop. Did you find that there was less breath coming out than you put in? Yes. You, let's try it again. Fill your chest until it's, you can't get any more in. Hold it. Don't let it out. Push it now to the abdomen. Push it down. Don't breathe. Push it down. Now very slowly, very gently, softly, breathe out of your nostrils. Softly. Don't make sounds. No sound. And then release. Relax. Okay. You've been doing Qigong. <laughs> Thank 
fantastic. So it's for, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners on the radio or the podcast, uh, we're face to face on uh, on Zoom today, and Grandmaster was taking me through uh, the process of the inhale, exhale through the uh, through the uh, nostrils, and uh, you can see that if you watch the YouTube version of our show. Go to Robert Manny. Uh, it's called Guys Guys TV, and you'll see the actual interview or face-to-face uh, Grandmaster and myself. The one thing that I had, a, a, it's very in- interesting, and we're talking about this on the air, but when I was in uh, tremendous pain, I had this epiphany that don't drink alcohol anymore. So I said, okay, I get through this. I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore. And I haven't. And we've been, we've been juicing at home with organic green, dark green leafy vegetables, plus beets and things like that. But a lot of uh, you know, spinach and uh, the, the beet uh, roots and everything. And, um, and I just had an idea that I needed to clean myself out. That sounds like I'll be okay if I do the right thing, right? It, but it's simple. Okay. It's not complex. Mm-hmm. And with the breathing, you've done it in less than 20 seconds. I know there's movement, etc. but that, that's in a later stage. The first thing for anyone is to do what is simple and effective. It's like baking a cake. You bake the best cake, then you want to put some icing, then you want to put some decorations, then you want to put some... The first thing is to get the body responding favorably. It's simple, easy to do, doesn't cost any money. I don't understand what goes on in this world. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to pay to breathe. You just do to breathe. I said, in your case, I said, had we spoken a few years ago and you've taken that precaution that would have eradicated the necessity for the surgery you had. Because the surgery itself, though it's perfect and done its job, is injurious. The body remembers the traumatic experience that it suffered. Any invasive element to the body is an alien invasive element. So you can put that aside and think, right, now I know how to handle that. And I think you've got one good thing going for you. You said you had an epiphany. Please tell me about it. Well, the, uh, the epiphany was uh, don't, t- don't, uh, don't drink alcohol anymore. And even in moderation, just cut it out. And I said, okay, I get through this. Because when I was in such pain, uh, when I was having this uh, attack of appendicitis, and I didn't understand what was going on because I'd been doing like 75 push-ups a day, and I'm a boomer, and I swim 20 laps, I run seven miles. I'm like, what is happening to me? And as I was laying on the floor and I could not shake this pain in my abdomen, I felt for a moment my life force actually mm-hmm. slipping out of my body. And I pulled it back and I said, uh, that's when I had the epiphany. I said, don't, don't drink anything alcoholic, no more alcohol anymore and go to the hospital now. And that's what we did. And uh, they put me right into surgery after I went through the usual protocols and stuff. And they said, yeah, we have to take this out. And they did. And there was some infection. And uh, that's why I had to take these heavy duty antibiotics. And it really clobbered me because it not only kills the bad bacteria, but the good bacteria. And it took me a while to build all that back up. And I'm feeling really good now, but I'm glad you mentioned what you mentioned because uh, I, I'm thinking like, is there anything else hovering around me based on that? So thank you. Alcohol attacks the liver. Mm-hmm. Yep. I understand. So about the book, um, you can let your your viewers, etc. know. I have my youngest son in Florida, and if they get in touch with him, his thing is in my website. He'll 
and they pay for the, the postage, you'll give them the book free. He has hundreds of my books there to give away. Okay. Well, let's we don't get charged for nothing. Let's let's get into your story. This is uh, it's Guys Guys Radio. My special guest, Grandmaster Adrian Simon Lowe. His book is Stress Elimination Handbook: A Holistic Self Help Program to Restore Health, Achieve Balance, Promote Well Being. The Ancient Chinese Healing Art of Lamas Qigong. How, I think the listeners would like to know your story. How did you begin in your holistic practices, and how long have you been doing this, and what are some of the changes that have occurred with you along the way? My family originally came from China and lived in South America in the British colony. They had the only one British colony. Um, they traveled surreptitiously, secretly, because they were hunted. There was a lot of tribal, intestine, tribal wars and all kinds of things. So they traveled at night. Eventually they got to Hong Kong, which was called Guangzhou. And then they sailed around 1842. It took about a year for the boat to get from China to South America. It stopped on the way, <clears throat> delivering sugar and buying all, all kinds of stuff. Anyhow, and then I was born in 1943. My father was part Chinese, part Negro. My mother was from Portugal, her family. I started first with my grandfather, his name was Silo. And I asked him, why Sai? And then he said to me, because it meant Sigong. But he just wanted to English fries, Alangifies, whatever you want to call it, the name. So instead of Sai, Sigong, you say Sai, Sai, which meant like short for Simon. And I saw my grandfather, but he was very, he didn't speak English properly. He tried to communicate as best as he can. And then when he passed away, he, he, uh, he was, um, I think you, in some places you call them Masonic Lodge type individuals. And the flower, he belonged to the Scottish Flower Lodge. I didn't understand what he was doing. He was teaching the people there who wanted to be able to help out as Qigong, but they didn't, didn't call it Qigong. They called it some other nonsense. Anyhow, he passed away. I was about 11. My father started teaching me, but I was training with my granddad since I was six. What I liked about it is that I was given undivided attention. So maybe I craved attention. I don't know. Um, and I found it nice to be able to do something that others didn't know about, didn't understand. It was like my little secret, if you want. And the only time I started teaching was in 1991, when there was a program in England where the teachers were subjected to stress to such a state they were leaving the teaching establishment and the pupils were going berserk. So I went, one of the schools invited me. I went there and I had a lot of students, young kids who were bad. They were in a bad way. It took me six weeks. They improved beyond the recognition, passed their exams, etc. <clears throat> it was in the television, published, etc., etc. And then some people saw it and says, "Could we practice this art?" Some adults. I said, "Okay." And then in 1992, I started teaching. It it was a family art, so I felt like I was betraying the family. However, I put health in front of everything, and I found if people want to improve their health, I'll be there for them. And in that time, I've taught hundreds and thousands of people. And they ask, well, what level do they stop? I said, the level when you think you want to teach others and they 
are feeling good and they're improving their health, then you have mastered the art yourself. I haven't made you a master. And there's a lot, we've got quite a few in America, in New York, in Massachusetts, in California, more so in Florida and here in England. But gradually up to next, from next year, I will step back. Uh, next year I'm 78 years of age. I will then, be, then become very selfish and focus on my own health. My son will take, my youngest son will take over. He has our instructors there. They're just a level below him, but he's been with me practicing since he was nine. Now he's 48, so he's got some history. But I will step back for one reason only. I put my health before everything else. At my age, I have to say, be selfish so you can be of use to others. So I will step back. I'll make my last journey. I would have done one this year, hadn't it been the coronavirus. So once the coronavirus restrictions are removed, I will go back to Florida and that'll be my last time in America. All the students in other places, um, a lot of them are in Chicago. I will have to say, you know, they can train with the other people who have trained for years. I know it sounds selfish, but I say to everyone, put and prioritize your own personal health in front of everything else. Because the only time you are of use to others is if you're healthy. You mentioned in the, why is it called the lion's tail Qigong? And is that a different version of Qigong than other, other types? Lama's Qigong has many other little Qigong formats that you use for different parts of your body. Like if you eat, if you eat only one thing alone, one ingredient, you'll get sick. You have to have a wide variety of diet and you have to choose diet for particular complaints or particular parts of your body you want to become immune or enhance. So lion's tail is one small part of Lama's Qigong. Why lion's tail Qigong works with stress? And I'll tell you how it first was discovered. When my ancestors was in China, they heard a noise in the mountains. Then they found out what it was, and they called it the lion's roar, but it wasn't. It was monkeys and large birds called lamagea. These birds ate, ate the, the, the marrow in bones, so they fly high and drop the bones down, and the monkeys just squabble. And then the noise from these two animals was a massive cacophony, a cacophony, whatever word. Mm -hmm. So then they, they thought, that's the noise. So in Qigong, you do make sounds, but Lion's tail Qigong is not like lion's roar. Lion's tail Qigong is movement because from the palms of your hands and the center of your feet, those are the two parts of your body, energy enters and leaves. So if a person is sick, if a person is sad, if a person has had an accident and we put our hands to them, that consoling action has a psychological effect on the person. It's the same as if a person is threatened or if a person is welcomed. We are, we are beings that we sense things. So lion's tail qigong, when you move your hands around, this is what happens. In the palms of your hands, you will start feeling a circle about an inch and a half. 
that first becomes painful and then becomes like a solid in the center of your palms. What the person who's practicing and who knows about it realize, sick chi, perverse chi, bad energy, bad vapors, bad thoughts, whatever you want, you want to call it, is leaving the body via the palms. It cannot enter via the palms. It can enter via the soles of the feet. These are called laogang, that's called yang quan, two points. So when we move our hands about, when we wave our hands about, as you move your hand, as I move my hand, I'm feeling it now, it's right here. So when you do it, although you first have to learn, if you memorize just one movement and then close your eyes, breathe slowly and deep with one movement, that, that sense is immediately pregnant. It doesn't take a month, doesn't take a year. Providing the person close their eyes to cut, cut the distraction, if you want. That's what meditation is about. So this is moving meditation. And you move your hand as soon as you do. I'll tell you, Robert, just watch me for a second. Close my eyes and do that. And I want you to do exactly the same thing. Just do exactly that. Close your eyes. Do exactly what I just done. With your hands. Oh, I can't see your hands. <laughs> right, right. Watch me now. These okay. are my hands. Now I can see. So I close my eyes. I mm -hmm. breathe in. And I breathe out. And I turn my hands away from me. Do that. Turn your palms away and exhale. Not hard. Now bring them together again gently. Inhale. Slowly. Exhale. Always move slow. Exhale slowly. Exhale. Push your hands out. Slowly. Relax. No tension. Just relax. Bring them in once more. Inhale. Slowly. Exhale and push them out again. Don't let them touch. Push them out. Slowly. No tension. Very soft. Now, as you do it now, focus on the palms of your hands. Slowly, slowly. slowly. Okay. All right. Tell Just me wonder. exactly what happened. Well, you know, I'm trying to do the show and I know some of the listeners can't see us and trying to do it in a way where we can be seen on the camera and everything. So I was, a little, I, was doing, I was a little distracted, but I could feel, you know, that I, I already have the, the circles activated in my hands from my Reiki practice. So I can get them going pretty quickly. But I understand, the, I understand how the, the movement works and you have to go slow and has to be deliberate. And uh, just between what we talked about earlier and now, uh, being able to force the uh, breath down into my abdomen became easier because I was thinking too hard before. So I think it's a, a lot of it's about relaxation and just being deliberate. Right. One more movement. When okay. you inhale the breath into mm -hmm. the chest, into the lung, into the abdomen, mm -hmm. to visualize the perineum, and you have to visualize the breath going out. Okay. Try that. Same, close your eyes, same inhale, same breath. Push the breath into the abdomen. And exhale via the nostril. Open your eyes. No, now we take it one stage further. Okay. I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing. I inhale into the abdomen. I close the sphincter muscle inside my rectum. Okay. You can 
If you do that, you'll feel it, feel it inside your rectum. Pull it, it inside. Mm -hmm. That's how you close the lower bridge door. That's the bridge. Okay. So, so what, what one would do is inhale into the chest, into the abdomen, close the lower bridge door, and then open the lower bridge door and feel the air passing through the perineum. The Huyen is called Huyen in Chinese. That's entire microcosmic breathing. There's no secret, there's no miasma, there's no hypnotism, there's no indoctrination, there's no melodrama. It's breathing, it's, right? It's only to do with the breath. Okay. Now, in your book, uh, Grandmaster, there is a, there's a chart with different colors on there as a starting yeah. practice. How, how do you work with the colors? Right. There's six colors because your body has six pairs of organs. Your lung and the large intestine, your heart and the small intestine, your liver and the gallbladder, your kidney, your bladder, your spleen, spleen, mm -hmm. and your stomach. And then you have one that those are what the Chinese, 95% of Chinese people know, and I think the word well, there's one other one, right? And that lives close to your heart. It's a covering on the heart, the pericardium. That pericardium works with air. It's to air. The, but the pericardium's connection is a triple heater, a triple warmer. If you're stressed, somebody rubs your shoulder back, it relieves your stress. Because that's, that's an indication for humans when they're stressed. It's not, oh, no, no. It's internal stress. It registers like a flag signaling. So those six colors appertain or correspond or is aligned to each of the six pairs of organs. So should you, uh, like for myself, should I focus on the, uh, the color for the liver and the gallbladder then while I'm yes. beginning the meditation okay. and throughout the meditation? Keep that color in mind. So yeah. don't do all the colors. Just pick a no, color. No, just one. Just okay. one. Okay. For the gallbladder, which is the liver, gallbladder, we know, we see mentally the color green. We know that gall is greenish. Mm -hmm. But the liver is brownish. It's red in the body, but red brownish when it comes out. So you have a mixture of those two colors. Whatever. So mostly it's dominated by the color brown. Mostly. So we say, because I'm dealing with the liver, I forget the gallbladder. I just focus on the color brown. It doesn't have to be dark brown, light brown, medium brown, just brown, whatever brown it is. And what does that do while you're focusing on the color? What does the focusing on the color do to the breathing? Because we're not seeing it, but mm -hmm. we're thinking about it. If, if a hypnotist had what an instrument or whatever gadget they use, they make you look at that and it affects the mind and eventually they can hypnotize you. When you focus on the colors that correspond to the organ or the pair of organs, you are inducing some changes at the mental level that the brain itself then, via the, the medulla, produces chemical instructions that triggers inside your brain, goes past everything, the brain performance changes and the sinus gap in your brain, from the brain to the body, there are two electrodes if you want, they call them a sign. The gap shortens, it gets closer. For a healthy brain function, the gap should be about 25 milliseconds in time. 
as you get older, the time increases. As the time increases, the information from the brain, when you've eaten food that corresponds to nutrients to feed your organs via the kidney, but the kidney actually tells all the organs to do. Those organs suffer a starvation. That is a chemical reaction, a neurological function that tells the body that organ needs this particular nutrient, this particular element. When we drink alcohol, it dulls the brain, so does drugs, so does stress. To dull the brain, it can't function when a particular organ is signaling, in your case, the kidney, I need help. So you anesthetize the brain's function. That's when you get drunk or sweet or inebriated, whatever word you want. So now the brain can't send its messages to the organ saying, I'm going to alleviate your pain, I'm going to relieve your pain. Uh, the body's going to supply this type of nutrient, this type of chemical, this type of element because you have anesthetized the brain's function. And because you do that, the gasanus gap opens, it's looking for messages. Instead of getting closer and firing off, it's looking, but there's nothing, because the brain itself is not functioning logically anymore. What is your feeling uh, on things like, uh, you know, cannabis and CBD is uh, legal now, used uh, therapeutically? What, what are your thoughts on that? First, let me tell you where I'm coming from. I don't drink, I don't take drugs, I don't have extramarital relationships. I'm a very, very bad Catholic. I'm the best Christian you could find. I'm a really bad Catholic. The Pope comes here, I'll tell him a few home truths. So ask me the question again, because there's a reason why I'm asking you. Same okay. question. Uh, you know, cannabis, CBD, that's a, a lot of it's being you know, legalized and, and used in therapeutic ways for pain relief, etc. Apparently, cannabis does help to anesthetize the system so your pain is reduced. Apparently, it can have some remedial action for asthmatic complaints. But I don't believe in treating the symptom. I believe removing the cause of the problem. Mm -hmm. You can take medication to quieten everything down, right. but the problem is still getting worse. So yes, cannabis can help to alleviate the symptom. But if you block out the symptom, there's a storm blowing, you've got a, a hole in your, in your wall and you put toilet paper or thin tissue, it's gonna blow it away. The got body's it. the same. You've okay. got to treat the cause, not the symptom. It works, but what? only treats the symptom. All right, time for a couple more questions. And again, my special guest, and I'm really enjoying this, Grandmaster Adrian Simon Lowe, the book, Stress Elimination Handbook. Uh, in the practice, um, you uh, recommend that uh, people who are doing the practice are standing. Um, why is that? If you're lying down, your body's function, unfortunately, pulls blood around the abdomen. Blood, as I said to you, is, is lead, and pushed or forced by chi. So if your blood pools there, the chi, although it's in your whole body, it still, it runs concentric around the blood flow. So if your blood flow has decreased and pools, the chi itself is doubling up in one area. That's your life force. That's why when we go to sleep, the system heals better because the healing system is within the abdomen area. That's the power of Qigong. So if you lie down and practice it, 
It's good, but not as good as sitting down. If you sit down, right, the, the gap between the anus and the rectum, the, that gap, that Huyen point, perineum, that's covered by a hard surface. We need for it to breathe out. Remember I said to you, we mm, breathe out, release. we never breathe in. Right. So when you stand up, you've removed the obstruction. Simple. Got it. Okay. Uh, Grandmaster Adrian Simon Lowe, just a, a wonderful work you're doing. And, and thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you tell everybody out there where they can learn more about you, where they can get your book, etc. Okay. You can get my book free from one of my sons in Florida. Go to the website. You'll see his details. And it's best you make overtures directly to him. And you could read things about what I do in Qigong, the people I've helped. You can see some real bad cases. Real bad. Do you have some videos like YouTube where people can uh, watch the YouTube and while they're practicing? Because I know you have a chart in the book and people can send away for a DVD. But yep. you know, a lot of people just look at YouTube and uh, use downloads versus physical technology if they now. If they contact my son, he will send them. I did okay. say to you, that I'll make my last trip, my last teaching session, and then I'm finished. Okay, what's your website for our listeners? Uh, it's Lamas, L-A-M-A-S. Okay. Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G, dot info. Okay, and your, your son's name? Daniel. Okay. Daniel, who went into the lion's den. <laughs> I sent him into the lion's den. Well, I am going to send them a note, and um, I want to thank you very much for uh, a wonderful conversation. And I think Qigong is, you know, I'm going to make it part of my life, and I'm going to make sure that I work on my breathing, and uh, because I'm all about longevity, as I'm sure our audience is, particularly a lot of guys out there who have, you know, men a lot of times get stuck as they get older. They have trouble adapting. I have a lot of friends, and they still eat and drink and work they do everything the same way they did 30 years ago and uh and i think a lot of them are going to be in for a big surprise and uh you want to be prepared for the surprise so you can handle it i know i had a big surprise about six or seven years ago with my kidneys i had that taken care of everything was great and then i had a little surprise with the appendix and and i don't want a surprise in the future with the liver so i'm going to make sure i uh keep juicing and uh just live a real clean life and de-stress myself so, Robert, yes, sir. Anytime, anytime you want, anytime you need help, just give me a call. There's no charge. There's no hidden agenda. Nothing. I understand. Nothing. Okay. Well, you're been wonderful, and I'm really feel honored that you not only came on the show. Just the fact that I got a chance to know you. Let's thank our buddy Michael Adler and Alyssa for this uh, because they're wonderful people. So, yes. thank you very much, uh, Grandmaster Low, and uh, you've been wonderful on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you, Robert. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, that was a terrific conversation with Grandmaster Lowe. I'm really glad he came on the show, and I think he came here at the perfect time, and they say that you know, the teacher shows up when the student is ready, and I was more than ready, and hopefully you glean some information out of it that can help you. If you're going to consider Qigong, it's a great practice. I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now, every morning for a few minutes, and it's just really unblocked the flow of energy through my body, 
and uh, throughout my energetic meridians, and it's helped with my breathing also. I feel so much calmer and clearer and better when I wake up in the morning now. It's, it's great. So what did we learn? I think we learned what Qigong is, how it works, how it can help you, the benefits of it. And also, as uh, uh, Adrian told me, he said, you know, stay positive, positive thoughts, um, have the right diet, a lot of dark green leafy vegetables. For me, he told me, hey, you got to take care of your liver. So good news is I, I decided to not consume any more alcohol. And I started when I had my uh, appendix out. It just seemed like a good time to do that. I've had plenty and uh, no judgments there one way or the other. So that's out of the way. And I've been doing a lot of juicing and uh, kind of liver detox practices and thinking positive thoughts, because the liver, they say, is connected to anger. So if you get pissy and angry, um, can, it can, over time, affect your liver. And as boomers and GXers, you would get older, and it's easier to get older and crankier and more closed up. But what we should be doing is getting more relaxed and opened up and really savoring and enjoying and being in gratitude for each and every day of life. So I'm doing my best to do that. So I got a lot out of it, and I, I hope you'll consider at least doing some research on your own for Qigong. There's tons of great YouTube videos. You can find Grandmaster Adrian Simon Lowe all over YouTube also, and there's a lot of other people, and they do their practices. And the, some, some do it where you inhale through your nose and exhale out your mouth, and uh, Adrian does it where you inhale through your nose and exhale through your nostrils also, and hold in your sphincter muscle, and so uh, you, you exhale kind of through that uh, diamond-shaped paradigm area, uh, kind of in uh, between uh, your legs, if you will, <laughs> and it helps. Uh, either way you do it, it's going to help you. So I, I strongly recommend giving it a shot and considering it, as well as whatever other kind of healthful, holistic practice you want to add to your day couple of minutes of, uh, you know, meditation, positive thoughts, gratitude, whatever. But it's a good way to start your day doing something that's just for you and is not about the external stress that's out there and all the arguing that's out there. It's just about getting yourself set for the day in a very positive way. So consider that. Guys, Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday on KCAA Radio here in sunny Southern California, 8 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast drops on Thursday as well as the YouTube. The radio show is on 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA on Sundays at 6 p.m. And you can also stream the show there whether it be live or anytime you want. And the podcast is available starting Thursdays on 25 different platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. And now we have uh, YouTube for the show. So we have the videos on YouTube. And for the older shows, we have the audio. But if you consume your podcasts through YouTube, we're there. And just go to my name, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I. And we have a page called Guys Guys TV. So you can check everything out there, and there's a bunch of other videos there also. My website is robertmannymanni.com. There's over 300-plus blog posts there about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, wellness, relationships, work, love, uh, 
running a marathon, practicing Reiki, writing a book, holiday parties, COVID, travel, lots of stuff is on, is on there. It's all free. And you can also download three free chapters of my novel called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And it's about two guys in advertising in New York City competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's a lot of fun. It's like kind of an entourage type thing. And I know the bro culture is kind of done now, but this was written back in uh, prior to 2010. And it's a lot of fun, and it's not misogynistic at all whatsoever. We've got strong female characters. We've got flawed male characters. And it's about love and friendship and redemption. And I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. You can also finally find me on YouTube, all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just wherever you consume your social media. You'll find me, so reach out, say hi, friend me, whatever. And we're here on Guys Guys Radio for you. We've done over 440 shows now. We've got a lot more coming up. We've got some great guests lined up, and it's just up, up, and away for Guys Guys Radio. So I'm so, I'm so appreciative of all my guests for sharing their stories and insights, and I'm so appreciative of my audience, which keeps growing worldwide. And uh, we're doing everything we can to bring you the best information to have you an opportunity, to provide an opportunity for you to live your best life each and every day. That's what we do on Guys Guys Radio. So thanks a lot. I hope to see you again next week. And until then, like I always say, guys, guys, finish first.